Soviet governments was escalating in early 1960s, but unlikely competition from the nation of Grand Fennec proved to thwart the moon landing aspirations. I'm Jessica Linverdi, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for June 17th. What's that? You've never heard of Grand Fennec and how they beat Earth's two largest superpowers to the moon? Then you've never seen The Mouse on the Moon, which was released on June 17, 1963. All right, first a little backstory. Starting in 1954, the Saturday Evening Post serialized a story called The Mouse That Roared about a tiny nation, well, a duchy, three miles wide by five miles long, named Grand Fennec. In the biting political satire, Irish author Leonard Wiberly had his fictional country declare war on the United States over a dispute on wine. Remember that. It's important. The premise of the story was that the government of Grand Fennec thought they could get some of that sweet reconstruction money from the U.S. after they surely got defeated in a war, thus saving their failing economy. The story was a hit, quickly published as a novel, and you know what comes next, right? Time for a big screen adaptation. The 1959 movie, The Mouse That Roared, featured comic legend Peter Sellers in no fewer than three roles. And while audiences weren't overwhelming, the movie did make a profit. And you definitely know what comes next then. A sequel. Wiberly wrote four more novels about Grand Fennec, the second of which was very timely in 1962, taking on the space race and the fierce national competition it sparked. Naturally, a movie was not far behind. We'll have that story after the break. The Mouse on the Moon novel debuted in 1962, and it was just a year later that audiences saw it brought to life in cinemas. Let's go back to that wine that was the MacGuffin of the first novel. This time around, it was discovered that a certain vintage from Grand Fennec would simply, spontaneously, explode. This was wrecking their unstable economy, and to make matters worse, the prime minister had checked out of his duties, more concerned with the lack of hot water for his baths. In a stroke of inspiration, though, he decides to ask the United States for money to fund the Grand Fennec space program, but it's all a ruse to simply get money for new plumbing. Once word gets out, the Soviets are ready to bolster this new American-funded challenger by delivering a rocket of their own. Neither side thinks Grand Fennec will make it to the moon, but to save face, they maintain their interest even while they think it may just be a cheap ploy to get money. Which it is. But the two people taking it seriously are Professor Kokins and the Prime Minister's son, Vincent Mountjoy. They're determined to get to the moon once the professor had found out how to turn that exploding wine into a gravity-defying fuel. In classic tortoise and the hare storytelling, they make it to the moon while the Americans and Soviets stumble all over themselves. Peter Sellers did not return for the sequel, but he was instrumental in recommending the director, a young Richard Lester whose very next film, A Hard Day's Night, would be a runaway hit. There's also some strong science fiction bona fides at play here, too. The script was written by Michael Pertwee, who may be best known by his brother, John Pertwee, the third Doctor Who, 
And speaking of the doctor, Bernard Cribbins stars here as Vincent. A few years later in 1966, he would be the doctor's companion in Dalek's Invasion Earth 2150 AD. And then come back to the franchise in 2007 as companion Wilfred Mott. Even though the whole thing was designed to poke fun at humanity's early steps into space, it was taken for the good-natured parody it was. In fact, the premiere of The Mouse on the Moon in 1963 took place at Cape Canaveral, where the cast and crew hobnobbed with real-life astronauts. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for June 17th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.